Hello and good morning. Uh, welcome to Woodish Community Church again. Uh, my name is uh, Leke Oloyede and today I have such an honour and such a privilege to bring you the word of God. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but before I do that, I'm just going to sing a song that's been on my heart throughout the whole preparation of this sermon. Um, and I'm just going to yeah pray. Your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. And we're singing, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, your presence is heaven to me, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. So Father, I just bring myself before you right now. And I'm asking, Lord, that your presence, your spirit, your Holy Spirit, oh God, will really lead me in how I uh, bring your word this morning in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I rely on you, Lord. I decree so that you might increase in me, God. Father, this isn't about me. This isn't about the fancy words I can say, but this is about your word, which is life and which is spirit. Oh God, transforming our hearts, transforming the hearts of the people who are listening. And so, Father, I pray pray as people hear these words, your words, Lord, that their hearts will be transformed, oh God, into the image of you, oh God, that their hearts will become more like you. You, They, as the characters, as people, will become uh, more like you. But ultimately, Father, including myself, we will be more, 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 God, more aware of your presence and who you are and, and the presence of your Holy Spirit. And so, Father, we thank you. I thank you for what you're going to do through this through this message, oh God. And above all, let your name be glorified in this, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's do this. So, as you can see, and as you can tell from the song that I sang um, and from my prayer, um, the, the, the topic of my sermon today is the presence of God is always with us. Um, and yeah, it's just something that's been on my heart in the last couple of weeks, something I've been, you know, researching and kind of just reading about, um, something that, and I'll, and you will find out why or how I got to this conclusion or how, um, I got to this topic in the first place. But before we continue, I need to remind us that the word of God is our anchor. Uh, remembering that in January, Pastor Kelly brought an anchor right in front of the pulpit and say and was telling us hey guys this year we're focusing on the word of god and how the word of god is our anchor and i just want to remind us of that first of all um and something that my family myself and tolu um have been holding on to is this scripture here so proverbs 3 5 to 6 um trust in and rely confidently on the lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding in all your ways in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. He will make your path straight and smooth, removing 
obstacles that block your way. And for me, myself and Tony have been on that journey of learning to trust God. It's funny if we were with our mentors and our auntie and uncle D last week and we were just talking. And one of the things which was interesting that they were reminding us about was trust in the Lord, you know, and, and, and I love that. Like when myself and Tony have been praying, as I say, every morning we're trying to get up and pray this prayer. It's on our board and we find it difficult sometimes, but we're trying to anchor ourselves in the word of God. This is what the word of God says. We should acknowledge him in all our ways and we're just trying to anchor ourselves in that. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to go into my, one of my words of, of, of my sermon. So interestingly, when I did my last sermon, I used the word omniscient. Um, and it was interesting because I was, as I was researching and going through my topic this time, this word came up, omnipresent. And I was like, that's interesting. So my next sermon, I might then do the third one, om- omnipotent. We'll see. We'll see how the Holy Spirit leads me. Um, I have to follow his presence, obviously. <laughs> but this is a word that came up and I thought this is very interesting. So I'm going to start here and kind of just kind of go through this and then we'll see how you know the rest of it unfolds. So I had a, two definitions. I thought it's interesting to get a good you know, dictionary definition and then get a, a biblical definition. So um, dictionary definition says the presence of God is everywhere at the same time. Simple as that. Biblical definition. Omnipresence means all present. This term means that God is capable of being everywhere at the same time. It means his divine presence encompasses the whole of the universe. There is no location where where he doesn't inhabit. Omnipresent indicates that God is distinct from the universe, but inhabits the entirety of it. He is everywhere at the same time. And I love these definitions. For me, it just makes it very clear that God is everywhere at the same time. He inhabits the entirety, the entirety of the universe. And here's why I have this picture here. It's meant to symbolize the universe. God is everywhere, as in everywhere. And and I don't know how we can put that into words because it's such a big thing to try and think about. God being everywhere at the same time omnipresent Um, and it's interesting because that this is where i'm going with god's presence i'm saying that god's presence is everywhere um just to break it down a bit further so it's a lot more simpler to digest so omni meaning all and then present meaning the period of time that is happening now god is here now as he is with me right here in this room now he is with you in your room right now he is with us with us right now his presence is real and his presence is with us that's what it means that he is everywhere at the same time am i making sense so this is what i then now find interesting so i wanted to kind of research and look about look at where was the first word present or presence where did it first come up in the bible and it was here genesis 3 8 and it says, I will just read it. And they heard the sound of the Lord, or the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. I find that interesting. So for those of you that don't know the story, you've got um, Adam and Eve who are who God created first, you know, in, in the book of Genesis. And he put them in the garden and he said, you can eat any fruit you like. You can do pretty much what you like, but do not eat from this particular tree. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do not eat from this particular tree. Unfortunately, they disobeyed. 
Eve ate the fruit first and was tricked by a serpent. Um, and then Eve passes on the same fruit or a fruit uh, to her husband to eat. And as soon as the Bible says, as soon as they ate this fruit, the eyes were opened and then they hid from God. In fact, they made um, they made clothes for themselves because they realized they were naked. They made clothes for themselves from fig leaves and then hid. Now, this is what's even more interesting. When God was now coming to spend time with them and talk with them and, you know, come and, you know, speak to his creation, um, they run away. They run away and they hide, you know. And what I find interesting is that that's what we do sometimes. We hide from God, especially when we've done something that we shouldn't have done or when we have sinned or um, when we have disobeyed God's word or God's law. We run and hide. Um but I couldn't put it any better. So this is, then I didn't start to read furthermore. And I found this scripture from David who puts it in such a better place. So Psalm 137, 7 to 12. Um, where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you are there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you are there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you are waiting. You're there waiting. Verse 10. How, where, whenever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. Amen. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. There is so much thing. Uh, there is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. This is amazing. I think David could not have put it any better. Adam and Eve ran and hid from God's presence. And here is David thousands of years later writing, where can I hide from your presence? Even in darkness, even his light in darkness, darkness, the Bible talks about how the light shines and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Even his presence is like light. When, he's, when he shows up, you cannot hide. In fact, there's no point in hiding, is there? And I find it interesting is that when we talk about God's presence, him being everywhere, one of the first things we do is hide when we feel we've done something wrong. I'll give you a personal example. Um, those of you who know me before I became a Christian or before I became serious about being a Christian, I was a naughty boy, especially in university. And it's interesting because I was, uh, I was one of those worship leaders, um, slash worship leaders, leaders, and fornicators on the side and me i'm just gonna say it as it is i don't have i'm not gonna try and sugarcoat it and, and that's what it was and i remember reading this scripture and it's psalm 90 verse 8 and i and i said this in my sermon in the beginning of the year but i wanted to bring this back um and you know all the sins even sorry and you know all our sins even those we do in secret and i remember reading this scripture at that time and i remember thinking to myself wow there's no point in me hiding anymore God, when I was sinning, God was there. Before I sinned, God knew about it. Bear in mind, he's omnis omniscient. He knew about it. He was there when I was thinking about the sin, when I was doing the sin, when I had finished the sin, God was there in, in the whole process. And I remember reading the scripture thinking, and I remember thinking to myself, God, I surrender. There's no point of me hiding or pretending um, that I didn't do what I did because you were there and you saw every part of it it's almost like having you, you know you're about to engage with a sin and having your parents watching you 24 7 obviously it's a lot better than your parents because god can do so much more than what your parents could do in in the, in the time and the, in the moment but for me it was that understanding that god's eyes was on me as his child that it wasn't 
you know, uh, it wasn't a, a eyes or eyes of judgment. It was the eyes of my son, my daughter, you know, and for something that came to mind was why do we run? You know, why did Adam and Eve run in the first place? They were obviously ashamed. They were obviously feeling incredibly guilty that they disobeyed his word, that they didn't listen to what God had told them specifically. You know, they felt guilty. They felt, oh, I'm ashamed. They felt naked. The Bible said they were naked. They felt naked. They felt like, oh my gosh, we have let you down. And some of us, we feel like that with God, that, oh my gosh, because I have sinned, I have let God down. Or even more hurtful, we feel like, oh my gosh, because I've sinned, I'm going to hell. God is, doesn't like me anymore. God doesn't care about me anymore. God's going to throw me in hell. That's not true. It's not true. We shouldn't run away. If his presence is already there, if his presence was there when you did what you did, there's no point of running. There's no point of hiding. And, I, and, that, and that was a reality for me. Um, I remember reading the scripture. And another scripture and then that gave me so much liberation was let us with confidence draw near to the throne of God that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Yes, guys, we are going to sin. We are going to fall. But the Bible talks about a righteous man falls, but he gets, so a man falls seven times, but a righteous man rises up, paraphrasing here. Now for me, what's important and what I feel makes this man righteous is the fact he gets up. He falls, yes, but he gets up. He gets up. By the way, there is. By the way, I'm not condoning sin. You know, Paul said, "Do we continue sin so that grace may abound?" He says, "Of course not." Which means we don't keep. We can't. We don't keep sinning. And they say, "Oh, there's grace for me." No, that's not. That's not what it is. But if we sin, when we sin, in fact, we go to God boldly because we will find mercy and we have and we'll find grace in the time of need. And of course, we repent. We turn around. We do a free a one eighty, not three sixty. We do a one eighty. And we, and we go back to God and say, look, God, this is me. Here I am. I don't need to hide. David put it best. Even if I, put, even if I lay my bed in Sheol, even if I lay my, my bed in the place of the dead, you are there. There's no running away from God. And I think this is something that I really want the word of God to really break in our hearts, that God is always there that we can come to God because God's presence is available for us, you know, especially when we feel guilty, especially when we feel ashamed, especially when we feel like we've let God down. And bearing in mind, I said, feel, we feel like we've let God down. Okay, God didn't say, you've let me down. For me, it's that the initial step or the initial thing that we need to learn and overcome is to acknowledge his presence is with us and say, God, this is who I am. This is what I have done. Have mercy. Oh, this is who I am. Lord, I need grace it's available for us. It's available. We don't need to be like Adam and Eve, you know, and it reminds me of a song that I wrote called Come. Um, and the inspiration behind the song was, that the image I had was, and you can see it here, and it's quite similar to Adam and Eve, is they had, it's almost like there was a massive hedge and it was all, you know, greenery and across the hedge, there's a horizon, beautiful sunsets, but we're hiding, we're hiding, we're hiding, we're hiding, looking over the, the hedge to see, okay, is God care? Does God care? Is God, is God less angry now? I'm like, can I approach? Can I? But God's saying, come, come. You don't need to hide. Adam and Eve hid in the trees, hid in the bushes. We don't need to hide. We can be so, and it's interesting how God asked them the question, where are you? You know, what's going on? I don't think God needs to ask that question. He knew what was going on, but he, he, he was giving them an opportunity. <laughs> Excuse me. And I said this last time. He was giving them an opportunity to come. He was giving them an opportunity to say, Lord, this is what we have done. Well, they did take the opportunity with a bit of prodding, but they blamed. They blamed, uh, Adam blamed Eve. Well, it was the wife, you, the woman you gave me. And then Eve blamed the serpent. It was the serpent who deceived me. 
But when we come into God's presence or when we acknowledge God's presence, we just acknowledge it. We say, Father, this is who I am. This is what I've done. Have mercy. Oh Lord, grant me your grace to, to, to run. We come boldly to that throne and just say, God, this is it. You know, we shouldn't run from his presence because his presence was there. And that's my point. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. Um, and one thing I was going to say, I should have said before is, as I go through this, there are going to be a few questions that I'm going to pose. So you might want to write some of this stuff down and kind of just answer these questions, obviously for your own personal use, just answer the questions. Um, so the first question is, do we run? So do you run? And if so, what from and why? Because I think that's a good place to kind of look at, okay, why am I running from God in the first place? Is it guilt? Is it like Adam and Eve, they felt ashamed? Like, is it because you feel God is going to absolutely hate you and smack you across the head because you've fallen short of his glory? What? What, like, what is it? And I think it's something that we can really, really look at. And for me, it was, I felt ashamed. I felt guilty. That was me. I felt guilty that I have let God down. I had let him down, bearing in mind that nothing surprises him, you know? But anyway, that, you know, so just something to engage with that. Okay, so um, my second portion, uh, coming out of Egypt. Um, this, this story a few weeks ago was what triggered the whole presence of God for me. This is what triggered it for me. So um, Exodus 13, 21 to 22. Um, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel day by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. I love this. This is God's presence. And not only that, God's protection and God's um, um, provision. So think of it this way. So this is the time where the, the Israelites were leaving Egypt. So this is before they even approached the Red Sea. So this is before the parting of the Red Sea. This is God leading them out of Egypt with a, with a pillar of cloud by day. And not only that, you've got the clouds and I believe the cloud was also giving them protection, maybe from the, from the heat, there was protection there as well. And by night they were walking or moving out, God um, led them with fire, which for me, fire gives light. So God was, and he even says it here, um, um, by the night by the night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they may travel by day and by night God's presence is amazing and actually furthermore in, in the Old Testament um, when you see a cloud or you hear of a cloud it also signifies God's presence and also with fire as well it's another um, thing that signifies God's presence you know manifested God's presence so the clouds and the fire and here we can see it God leading the, the Israelites out of Egypt by a cloud and by a fire how much love is that? His, his manifested presence leading them from Egypt out of slavery. Bear in mind, they've been in slavery at this point for 430 years. And God has now taken them out of Egypt by himself, you know, using Moses as their leader to take them out of Egypt. This is before he's, they've even crossed the Red Sea. You know, something that came to mind when I was reading this was, I'll, actually, I'll come to that. I'll save that to later. Um, I love what um, God now says to Joshua, you know, so this is another example of God's presence and what God says about himself and with his people. So this is the, the time where Joshua is now taken over from Moses as a leader, leading the Israelites and taking them into the promised land. And before um, Moses dies, he gives this exhortation to the Israelites. Um, and this is what he says. Be strong. So this is Deuteronomy 31, um, 6 to 8 first. 
Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave or forsake you. This is the same thing we're now seeing with um, God leading the Israelites out of Egypt. He did not leave nor forsake them. He provided for them cloud that will lead them in the day and fire that will lead them in the night. He provided light as well. Then Moses summoned Joshua, verse 7. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall not put and you shall be put in possession of it. Verse 8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Again. He will not leave you or forsake you. This is again Moses saying to the people of Israel, God is going to be with you. His presence is going to be with you. The same way he took you out of Egypt and put, um, took you across the wilderness for 40 years and he led you with a pillar of cloud and, a, and a, a pillar of fire is the same way he's going to continually be with you. Now, I find something interesting here. Deuteronomy 31, 23. This is now the Lord speaking to Joshua. And the Lord commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, and said, Be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give you. I will be with you. This is God himself speaking to Joshua. I will be with you. My presence will be with you. I love this. I love God's love here. I love it. Um, and it's something interesting that I wrote in my notes here was, it's interesting how Moses, obviously Moses was classified as a prophet. So Moses, because he had that direct connection with God. So Moses spoke all these words and then God came back and confirmed obviously the words came from from the words to Josh to the people of Israel came from God anyway but it's amazing where Moses has said all of these words and God has come himself to confirm the very words that these people that Moses had said I love that and a bit of a challenge there how many times have people given us a word and then God himself has confirmed that word but yet we haven't done what God has told us to do. This is here God saying, I will be with you. The same way now that whatever we're going through, God is with us. He is with us. Um, interesting point. God's presence is always with you, especially when he has asked you to do something or go somewhere. He guides you through and leads you as he inspires you. For me, this is absolutely amazing. You know, God has said to uh, Moses, um, take my people out of Egypt and bring them into the in, into the promised land. He's saying to Joshua, you know, be be courageous, be bold, be courageous. I will be with you. You know, you are now going to lead the people of Israel after Moses. In these two instances, he has given them a task to do, and he was with them. God will not um, ask you to do something and then not follow you through or not come with you. That doesn't make sense. It's like saying. Um, I know your father sends you somewhere to do something and then not follow through. Like God said, look, Moses, I'm going to equip you to take the Israelites or help the Israelites to come out of Egypt into the promised land, but I'm going to be with you. And he showed his presence with them by the clouds and by the fire. He said the same thing with Joshua. I will be with you as you're not going to lead my people into the promised land. I will be with you. And it's the same thing. God has called us to do stuff. There's so many, and, and you know, I'm talking to myself here. The Bible says, um, the word of God is like a two-edged sword. So 
as I'm preaching to you guys, I'm preaching to myself, I'm teaching myself, like the amount of things I am sitting on that God has called me to do, that I know God's presence will go with me, I haven't done. Why? Because I might be scared. I might be fearful. But then if I'm then showing a lot of fear, does that mean I don't trust in the Lord? So going back to my first scripture, where I now need to learn to trust in the Lord, that Lord, you have called me to do these things. I'm just going to do it because I believe your presence will go before me. You know, your word says you will never leave nor forsake me. That's what his word says. He said it very clearly, very plainly to Joshua. And that's where we need to be sometimes. Just trusting the Lord that he will never leave nor forsake us and that if he's called us to do something, he will empower us and his presence will be with us. Again, he's omnipresent, will be with us all the way through, all the way through. So again, another question. What has he asked you to do? What has God asked you to do? You know, he may have said that through people. He may have said that through the word of God. Of course, and again, we're in the year of we're looking into the word of God. What has he said to you? And what has he given you grace to do? My encouragement to you today is do it. Trusting that the Lord is with you. He will not leave nor forsake you and he is with you. Oh, my third section. <laughs> Jesus is the manifested presence of God in human form. The vir- so this is uh, Matthew 1, 23. The virgin will conceive and bear a son and they will call him Emmanuel. The name means God with us. God is with you. This is Jesus. This is his name. Jesus' name is Emmanuel. It means God with us. So Jesus came on this earth as God's presence, in God's presence, was God's presence. He's like, he was everything. Um, Fully man, fully God. God's presence manifested in human form. Um, And I couldn't put it any better. I was reading an article by Ryan um, Lester. And this is what he wrote. The presence of God finds its great expression in Emmanuel, God with us. God himself came to save. Jesus Christ, the son of God, entered human history to give his life as a ransom for many. And you can look that up in Mark 20, 28 and Mark 10, 45. In his grace, God buys us back in the most unimaginable way possible. God in Christ became a man, walked among, among humanity and died for his people. And this is the part I really love. In his merciful acts, Christ reconciles us to himself and reopens access to the Father so that those who were once exiled from his presence might again draw near to God. It's something that I was thinking about. Adam and Eve broke, he ran ran away from his presence and broke that connection, broke that, that direct relationship. That direct relationship we had with God, Adam and Eve broke that by disobeying and eating the fruit and they ran away from his presence. Jesus came to restore that relationship where we now have free access to his presence. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah, brought back, reconnected that relationship we can have with God's presence. I read that last bit. In his merciful act, God, God Christ reconciles us to himself and reopens access to the Father so that those who were once exiled from his presence might again draw near to God draw near to god draw near to god christ has done it emmanuel god with us jesus has done it he finished it on the cross we have that full relationship and the full the the image i see is the full swimming in god's presence the full kind of just let go in god's presence 
You know, the Bible talks about how the veil was torn, the temple was, you know, broken in two. There's no more hindrance. There's no more blockage between us and God anymore. We can swim in his presence freely and acknowledge his presence anytime and any moment. This is beautiful news. This is the good news. This is the good news. Relationship. Relationship with God's presence. Jesus brought us back in relationship with God's presence. I love it. I love it. God's presence, relationship. That's what that's what God is about. He's about relationship. You know, that's why he created Adam and Eve in the first place. Relationship. Relationship. They Adam and Eve disobeyed, ate the fruit, nothing, and broke that relationship. Jesus restored, restored this relationship. We have free reign in his spirit. We have free reign in his presence. We can acknowledge his presence anytime and say, Lord, your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is everything to me. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> right. Um, the Holy Spirit, God's presence lives in us. And I love it. So you've got the element of God with us, you know, God walking with you, you know, the presence, the cloud, the fire. Then we've got Jesus, the manifested um, presence of God in human form. And now we have the Holy Spirit that lives within us. So I'm going to read from Romans 8, 9 to 15. And it says, But you... You do not identify with your old nature, but with the spirit, provided the spirit of God living inside you. For anyone who doesn't have the spirit of the Messiah doesn't belong to him. And if the spirit of the one who raised Yeshua, Jesus, from the dead is living in you, then the one who raised Messiah Yeshua from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit living in you. All who are led by God's spirits are God's sons and daughters. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to bring you back again into fear. So again, the running aspect. Um, On the contrary, you received the spirit who makes us son by whom's power we cry, Abba, Father. That is their father. Guys, we have the spirit of God within us that allows us to cry, Abba, Father. We're not running away like Adam and Eve anymore. We're not running away from his presence anymore. We're not running away when we hear God's voice and we hear scriptures. We're not running anymore because we now have, you know, Jesus has reconciled us back to the Father. You know, we are free in his presence and now the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, God's presence now on the inside of us allows us to bear witness and say he is Abba, Father. He calls us son, he calls us daughter, and he is Abba Father, their father. Can you see how God restores the relationship through his presence? They run away from his presence, Adam and Eve. Jesus brings us back into his presence, and his presence now lives inside us. Inside us, his presence, his presence by the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, His presence. His promise about his presence. And this is Jesus. And I love this. Uh, Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Meanwhile, the 11 disciples heard the wonderful news from the woman and left for Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had arranged to meet them. The moment they saw him, they worshipped him. But some still had um, lingering doubts. Then Jesus came close to them and said, all authority of the universe has been given to me. Now go in, go in my authority and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. Jesus, again, is with us. 
this is his promise through the Holy Spirit about his presence. He is with us. He is in us. He is working through us. This is amazing. This is Jesus confirming with his own mouth that he is with us. And this is what's even the bigger picture now. When God sends us out to evangelize, when God sends us out to preach the gospel, when God wants us to be a representation of him in our workplaces, in anywhere we find ourselves, and on the motorway, when we're driving, representing God, we carry his presence. You know, the presence isn't a special thing where it's just, oh, just in church, or just when I worship, or just when I read scripture. No, this is with us all the time. God's presence, as we become his sons and daughters, as we acknowledge him as Abba Father, we have access to his presence. As what, well, And it's interesting because um, the way we have to look at it is his presence is everywhere, omnipresent, yes, but there's also his presence that lives with us, that reconnects the relationship. So yes, he's everywhere. Everywhere, anytime, as I said in the, in the beginning, he is here with me as I'm recording this right now, and he's also with you as you're watching this. But he also lives in us. He's reconciled us to the Father. Jesus did that through the Holy Spirit. We're now reconciled with the Father. Broken relationship is now being restored. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. Jesus saying, I am with you. Another example of when I send you, I'm with you. When I tell you to do X, Y, Z, I am with you through the X, Y, Z. I will never leave nor forsake you. He said to, jo- to Joshua, I have asked you to now lead, take over from Moses. I am with you. Moses, I want you to take the Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land. I am with you. It's the same thing Jesus is saying to us. He is with us. His promise is with us. His promise, his promise is with us. So another question. When he sends us, so it's not a question, it's a statement. When he sends us, he will never leave us. He will never leave us. He's asked you to, you know, and, I, and there's some people in my mind right now I can think of that. I know that God has called you to do some great, amazing things, but he's with you. He has not left you. He is asking you to do those things because I am with you all of the way. I cannot leave nor forsake you. He will not leave nor forsake because his presence is with you. Putting everything together. So, God's presence is with us. Okay, and we saw the example of the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night he is with us God's presence is in us okay also another example of God with us is Emmanuel God is with us God lives in us okay and then God's presence works through us and that's something I, I, I want to touch on quickly as well is that God's presence works through us it works through us as we obey God's call as we obey what God has called us to do we can now you know, be his examples on this earth and allow his presence to work through us. And, you know, we can pray for the sick and they will be healed. We can declare God's word and people be saved. Do you know what I mean? And I said, it's God's word. Like there's so much we can do when we allow God's presence to work through the Holy Spirit, to work through us. We need to allow him to work through us. So some encouragement, last thoughts. So let's cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, let's cultivate that relationship with His presence. Let's pray. Let's worship. Let's be a. W- and the next step is let's be aware of His presence. Bearing in mind, God is everywhere. He's pre- He's omni- om- omnipresent, which means He is everywhere. Let us be aware of His presence. And something that came to mind as well during this is that if we feel like we don't know where God's presence is, is God didn't move. We did. We just need to realign ourselves with God, if that makes sense, you know. So cultivating a relationship with the, with His presence, being aware, you know, of his, being aware of His presence, acknowledging His presence, 
you know, even before I did this, I was acknowledging the Holy Spirit, I was acknowledging that God, you are here with me, you know, and it makes things so much better. Um, and we have access to his presence. We have access to his presence. God's not far away, you know, and, and, and that might be a thinking that we have that God is far, but he's not. He really isn't. He is with us. Emmanuel, oh, that, that touches me. Emmanuel, God with us. His presence, so present with us. It's just, even just the thought of it blows my mind because it's just, it's, it's just amazing. Um, and I'm going to end with this. Remember, God's presence is there with you, in you, and works through you. So God's presence is with you, Emmanuel. It's in you through the Holy Spirit, and it works through you, through the Holy Spirit. We are never alone. He is always with us. He lives in us. He is our Father. He is omnipresent. This is God's presence. We have access to this. We just need to acknowledge it. We need to cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus reconciled us. Jesus brought us back into relationship with the Father, you know, restoring what Adam and Eve ran away from. Adam and Eve ran away from his presence. Jesus brings us into his presence. And I just want to say a word for those who don't know God and want to get to know him. Um, please, um, I'm going to say a prayer and you, you say that after me, but if you want to know more information about God, you know, who this presence is, what I mean about God's presence, please feel free to contact us. Feel free to message. The email will be um, in the description below. Email us, find out more. Like we're willing and open to talk to you more about God, to talk to you more about Jesus and what Jesus actually did on the cross. Jesus gave up his life for us. You know, I read a scripture, you know, I was reading the passage by Ryan and it was saying how in, in Matthew 20 that Jesus gave his life as a ransom for many. He was a sacrifice um, and restored our relationship with the Father, which is amazing. We have now direct relationship with the Father, Father, God the Father. So if you want to give your last prayer, please repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, for too long I have kept you out of my life. I now know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my saviour. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I want to say welcome. Welcome into the fold. Um, please contact us so that we can walk with you um, so we can disciple with you. Um, to my Woodwich Community Church family, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the leadership for giving me an opportunity to share God's word. Um, so I miss you guys, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week on the 30th at the, uh, another picnic in the park next week, Sunday. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, and before I go, I'll just pray. Um, so, Father, I thank you for the opportunity for me to give the word today. And I just really pray, Lord, that, you know, that these words that go out, Lord, that, as I said before, that they would really touch lives, that, they will, that people will come to understand, Father, Lord, that you are everywhere. You are omnipresent. And not only are you omnipresent in terms of being everywhere, but you also live within us and that we have relationship with you, that you live, that you are with us 
you live in us and you work and you your presence works through us i pray that you will help us understand that whatever you've placed in our hands that you will never leave us by ourselves oh god you'll never the bible talks about you don't leave us like orphans that you're not leaving us as orphans and i pray heavenly father lord that what you've placed in our hands to do that you will help us all to speak to do it understanding that your presence goes with us it goes with us and it's working through us and it's with us that you've never and you will never leave nor forsake us and so father i thank you so much and i honor you thank you father for this opportunity thank you for your presence help us to acknowledge help us to cultivate a relationship with your presence help us to be aware help us to acknowledge help us to access and to be aware that your presence is free for us to access and so father we thank you father we thank you because you call us your sons and daughters in jesus name amen have a blessed day god bless you all thank you for listening to our podcast today You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.